ladies and gentlemen, all rise. Court is back in session. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. With me, as always, is a man who's our new Doug, Mr. Drew Celestino. Oh, same as the old Doug. Well, no, I'm a little different than the old Doug. You're alive. Yes, I am. Uh, which, uh, you know, it's pretty good to be that. Yes. Given given the week that that was. Yeah, here we are uh, once again kind of off our normal schedule um, for unfortunate reasons this time, but I'm sure we'll get into that. Uh, it's Monday night. We are recording. We usually record on Tuesday nights because we want to give you guys the most up-to-date show possible. Um, but our news section has not suffered at all because of not, no. things uh, happening and somewhat. Uh, but before we get there, let us stand on ceremony. Opening statements, sir. I think I already kind of know the answer to this. How was your week? Well, let's let's start let's start removed from from me for a moment. Another 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 Devil's Due podcast, Carl. Uh, another senseless American shooting. Yeah. Yay, America. Americans. We America so hard in America. Uh, was it 30 people? 27 people? 26. 26 people. Plus. That's, that's wonderful. That's just wonderful. Plus everyone who was injured in addition. Um, of course, it, it feels shallow to say thoughts and prayers, but you being a kind man and me being a man of faith, um, it's, it's what we got for you right now. And. There's just a lot of stuff going on this weekend, like within the Devil's Due family, without from outside the Devil's Due family, that shooting. Um, before we get into our weeks, I also want to send out our deepest, um, kindest thoughts and prayers to the uh, the Marin family in Staten Island. Uh, Manny has written in numerous times to the show. He's an avid listener of the show. Uh, earlier in the week, Manny's wife, Vicky's mother, uh, suffered a stroke, mm. and the um the outlook from the updates I've been getting is deteriorating. That so. is not good. I'm so sorry about that. Manny and Vicky and Natalie are definitely in our thoughts. So, but yeah. So yeah, once again, we've said everything we need to say about shootings in America. Just yep, uh, gotta have your guns. You know what's gonna happen? Nothing. Yeah, nothing will be done. And you know they'll find a well. You know he was deeply disturbed and. uh it's a mental health issue, really, and uh, and they won't label it terrorism, even though, like, you know, we all know why they yeah. won't do that. Let's be real here. Skin's the wrong color to be a terrorist. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? That's right. in Texas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, sorry, but it's all been, we, we, we say it, and we do nothing. It's, yep. It's another day. Got to protect that NRA. Yeah, because, you know, then. Anyway, I don't want to dwell too deeply on that. So, yeah. um, so the week, unfortunately, as I mentioned uh, last week on the show, my grandmother was in hospice, and as of Friday evening, uh, she has passed away. So, sorry, Matt. It's uh, yeah, thank you. It's you know, not obviously it, it sucks, <laughs> frankly. Yeah. Um, but you know, over the course of nine days in hospice, watching her kind of just physically deteriorate. While I believe still mentally aware, yeah, it's almost kind of a it, there's a there's a certain relief to it all because it's just not it's really 
cruel and unfair to kind of see someone in that state. And yeah, it's it's it's, the, it's just the nature of life, though, man. It's going to happen to everybody at some point, and it's unfortunate. So, you know, when the time comes, just you yeah. know, it it takes a real special person to be able to work at hospice. Um, I've had some encounters with them in my days, and they've always been fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's. It sucks when, you know, it comes to its natural end and well, I mean, the person's not there anymore and you kind of want them there. Sure. But. Sure. I mean, you know, like I said, my grandma, like, basically raised me, you know? So, uh, yeah, things are going to change a lot around uh, my family, for sure, um, with, with the house and, you know, that being a, like a central hub for the family in a way for so many years. Yeah, and you know her being the kind of the the, the matriarch of the whole side of my family yeah. over there. Um, you know, hopefully we uh, stick together and and you know things don't change too much. You know, but you never know what's going to happen, so we'll see. Um, but for now, we're we're all you know we're we're all dealing, and uh, services are tomorrow and Wednesday, so deal. I'll be doing that stuff, and uh, fortunately, I do get those days uh, off from work so I don't have to worry about burning time because I'm going on my big trip coming up. And there's just all kinds of stress happening right now because I'm not prepared to go on this trip just yet. And uh, I have to get there and I have to deal with, you know, grandma's passing and just lots of lots of stuff happening right now. So anyway, not too much else of note uh, for the weekend per se. Um we saw Thor, obviously, which we're we going to talk about at length. And uh, I, it's, the weekend's kind of foggy after Friday, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but yesterday, uh, I did go to Jay Gelsomino's house, and we did watch a New Japan uh, event. Cool. And oh my. There's uh, some New Japan relevant news oh, this weekend. It, it's, it's pretty mind-bending, actually. So... Wrestle Kingdom Mindbending is in Doctor Mindbender? No, 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 no. Uh Sus- Suspenders and no shirt. That's the style I'm backing. With a cape. And <laughs> a monocle. A cape, with a cape and no sleeves. To be fair, you kinda got a mindbender mustache going on right now. So. <laughs> it's pretty wonderful. I'm just gonna put that out there. <laughs> um so where was I going? Oh, New Japan. Okay. So uh we're we are Leading up now, it's November now, so yes. the Wrestle Kingdom will be here in two short months. Wrestle Kingdom is New Japan's WrestleMania, for those of you who don't know, and it's it's where all the big stuff happens. It is the biggest show of the year by far, and it is um, it's always great, but now the card is starting to solidify. And the big question was, who will Kenny Omega face at Wrestle Kingdom? And for a while, everyone seemed to think that he was going to go against his tag team partner, former tag team partner from years ago, uh, now returned to New Japan, Kota Ibushi. And that would be amazing because they are both premier wrestlers. Um, and there's a story, there's a built-in story, the fact that they were once a tag team and split apart, and now Kenny has risen to prominence in New Japan while Kota has been away doing Kota Ibushi things because he's weird. Okay. But now he's back. But that's not the match we are getting because no. No. After Kenny won his match, the lights go out, and who should appear on the big screen 
but by God, Chris Jericho. Of WWE and WCW fame. And he was and also Fozzie fame. He, he was also in Japan many, many, many years ago as well, when he has first started his career. Uh but most notably, yes, WWE's Chris Jericho. And Fozzie's Chris Jericho. Yeah, no one cares about Fozzie. Anyway. Okay. Lot to unpack here. So he challenges Kenny Omega for the United States Championship at Wrestle Kingdom. Okay. What? Okay. Um, that's big. It's very big because Chris Jericho has been a notorious, I don't want to use the word stooge, but I will for WWE for a long time now, as in he puts them over constantly and he's, he's a company guy. Let's put it that way. But, uh, he only recently, uh, signs on for short shifts. So few month contract whenever he has time off. He doesn't sign multi-year deals or anything like that anymore. He just comes on for a little run, then he goes away again when his contract expires. He's not under contract right now, and he is in a unique position where he is a very valid global draw. Chris Jericho is a global guy. You know, he's an icon. Yeah. He's iconic. Mm-hmm. And this Hall of also, Famer? oh, absolutely, <laughs> unquestionably, he's not in yet. But come on, I mean, okay, he's, nice. he's, he's Chris Jericho. Um, so he's a draw. He doesn't need WWE anymore, uh, and, and WWE hates guys like that. They hate when they don't need. Yeah. They, they hate when guys don't need them anymore. Chris Jericho does not need them anymore, and he's in a unique position where he can use that drawing power to put eyes on New Japan, who is in an expansion phase right now in, as a company. They want more global eyes on their product. Chris Jericho is coming in to face Kenny Omega at Wrestle Kingdom. That's going to put more eyes on the product. In a so, big way. So now, leading into this, did you know this was going to happen? Nope. Well, well hang on. It was spoiled for me on Sunday morning, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, so I went on the internet. Well, no, Jay actually sent out a message to everybody saying, there's apparently a mega spoiler going on right now with, with tonight's show. Don't yeah. go on the internet today or, you know, just watch out for it. I don't know what it is yet. No, he did know. Jay knew, I think. It's like... Just, just watch out if you don't want to be spoiled. Yeah. And, I, and I, I wrote back, okay, avoiding the internet. Not five seconds later, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed, which is, I mean, you got to do that, but normally wrestling stuff doesn't really come up in my Facebook feed. Boop, there it was, right there. Like, no! Yeah. But, to be fair, I was spoiled. I can only imagine my reaction had I not been spoiled. But it's the kind of spoiler where it's like, I'm not disappointed. It was more like, wait, what? That's that's yeah. going to happen? So it was it was kind of fun. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's pretty wild, man, because, again, Chris Jericho is a, a, he's a, he's a big figure. And it's more eyes on New Japan's product at cool. the biggest show of the year. Very exciting. Very exciting. I think, anyway, personally, I think... It's kind of a big deal. So yeah. That so was now nice. the the question is for the match because the the style of match that WWE puts on is vastly different. Sure is than the style of match that NJPW puts on. So will Jericho be and able to keep up? Even even in saying. my you know uneducated eyes, vastly inferior match that NJPW puts on. Does Kenny lower? 
his no. performance no. to match with Jericho, or is Jericho going to have to step up? Jericho's going to have to step up, and I think he can, and I think he will. Okay. Um, I mean, Jericho is also a lot older, too. 48, 47, 48 years old. Okay. But the guy, you know, he can still put in the work. It's not about age. I mean, Minoru Suzuki is 48 as well, and he's amazing. Okay. You know, like, I, I love that guy. So if you can put the work in, it's going to be fine. And I think between the two of them, they will they will put the work in, and it's going to be great. I, I have faith. It might not be, you know, uh, Kenny Okada level, but yeah. it will be a great bout. I'm, yep. I'm pretty confident in saying that. Um, and they also announced that they're, excuse me, after um, Wrestle Kingdoms in January, come March, late March, they're coming back to Long Beach. So they're doing the special again in, in California. So the U.S. expansion is on. Nice. It, it, it is. They are. They seem they they're committed to it, and um, they booked a larger venue than they did last time for the, the the their little testing the water show over the summer. Pretty fun. Pretty exciting times to see uh, yeah. see what's going to happen. I can't I can't imagine Vince McMahon is very happy about any of this. To be honest <laughs> with you. Now I don't really care because I don't you know I don't care what WWE does anymore, but. I do care about the health of wrestling and like Vince is very spiteful and petty. So I do kind of worry like any, any potential uh, competition that might be coming. I just have this sinking feeling like there's going to be retaliation for this sort of thing. Like Chris Jericho doing a show with another company. I know he's not under contract. So yeah. Hey, business is business. So I'm, not, I'm not under contract. WWE's not going to be eager to bring him back on first. And I, whether they do or not, I don't know, but I'm, I'm, they definitely know. They're aware, okay? It's not like yeah. this, this isn't just going to like fly under the radar. He's not doing like some indie date. He's showing up at NJPW's biggest show of the year. Yep. It, it's, it's something. It's pretty big. So we'll see how that shakes out. I, they're very vindictive and petty, so I wouldn't be surprised if they tried to undermine the events somehow i don't know how exactly but they'll find a way to try and papoo it or or take take heat away from it i don't know how but it's what they do it's what they do yeah. i don't care it's gonna be fun <laughs> so uh after all though i read some comics to speak to we can you know get into that maybe later um which is i'm slowing down on my comic reading so i made it i made it a the, an effort to pick up a little this week so crushed about six or eight books this week so man, i'm happy with that that's it that's what's going on <laughs> i crushed six or eight books in a setting i used to do that i can't do it anymore right. so yeah that's what's up right. how are you uh <laughs> i mean in comparison good uh obviously let's see there was we recorded did we record tuesday night last week we did did, did. yeah we sound so confident no we didn't no we didn't no because we record because tuesday night was halloween that's right it and was we halloween. recorded friday when we knocked out we recorded friday night when we knocked out the two episodes that's the right. bank episode and then the crow ah, that's right okay yeah now yeah. it's coming back to me now. Okay. it's been a long week so yeah so halloween uh great this year had a ton of kids at the house. Julie actually had to go out and get more candy. That's, that's amazing, considering you said last year, like, no one came. Yeah. I had over 30 kids this year at the house. 
So and that's a okay. Considered that's the biggest year we've had since we've been there. So I was in my glory. I stepped at one at one point because Julie had taken William and his costume to to see the 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 grandmothers and so what. And so I was at home handing out candy. At one point, I just kind of stepped outside and just kind of listened, and just the the sounds of Halloween kids running up and down the street, yeah, shouting trick or treat. Uh, the rustling of leaves under feet, things like that. I'm making a lot of rhymes here. It's not intentional. <laughs> but it's worth a mentional. Um, oh, <laughs> boo. Yeah. Uh, but no, it was great. It was so great. And I hope that, I think it was kind of uh, jump-started by our neighbors across the street. Just have massive, massive Halloween decorations. And it was kind of looked like, like, I appreciate the effort they put in, but they need kind of like a guiding vision to what they're doing, because, right, they're just getting anything and throwing it out there. There was well over probably $2,000 worth of decorations. Wow. From lawn. Oh, my God. Like, so Home it's Depot. Like a Halloween house of shame? Home Depot was selling, like, you know, Tyrannosaurus Rex skeletons and, like, horse skeletons and things like that. Wow. And they had those out there, just crazy stuff. But it apparently got kids going in the neighborhood. So I'm reinvigorated for next year. Um, I didn't get to get our decorations out. This is like third year in a row I haven't gotten our decorations out. Um, but definitely going to make a point to do that next year. So that was Tuesday, um, Wednesday and Thursday. Not much. Thursday was X-Wing night. Uh, broke the streak. Good night for X-Wing. Atta boy. Broke the streak. Two big uh, league wins. And just had a lot of fun. Felt really good about um, X-Wing. Uh, Friday night, we saw Thor. Should we talk about the fiasco of seeing Thor? Um, or should we wait till we get to the actual review? We'll, get, we'll, we'll, we'll wait. Yeah, okay. We'll wait. We'll set all it all up. So we saw Thor. Uh, and then we went and had uh, meals at Bar Louie. Sure, all right. It was decent. It's okay. I mean, yeah. it's there, you know? Yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Um, Saturday, uh, Julie had to, Julie went with her sister and her mother to look at some uh, wedding reception venues for our niece who was engaged. Mm. Um, and so I was with uh, William most of the day. And then Sunday, I got to play a little more X Wing, some casual games, which was fun. And. That was about it. All right. So here we are, Monday night. I have been also watching Stranger Things, by the way. We've been watching Stranger Things, too, haven't we? have gotten to... I'm through seven episodes. Yep. We've gotten to episode four. Okay. We started it yet, but we've gotten there. Pretty it's actually good. something I'm kind of going to address later on towards the end of the show. Okay. Um, dear listeners, if you'd like to tell us about your week, send us some questions or comments to be read on the show. We definitely appreciate it. You can find us at the following social media locations. You can go to, you can follow us on Twitter at Devil's Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Do Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Do Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com drew that being said yeah got some questions okay now we have uh questions from alan who sent in questions for the bank show we were recording friday night yeah it didn't happen 
that Alan was supposed to be at. <laughs> so he sent us in questions when he realized he wasn't going to be there. Well, now, how do we handle this then? <laughs> I'm tempted to ground Alan from the show. Wow. Because he said he was going to be here and he ditched us. But that would be petty considering Tom other Dave. things that we're going to oh. <laughs> not running down a dream anymore no um considering our things we're going to discuss later in the show so we will read okay alan's questions fair enough okay uh carl and drew hi what was your favorite halloween costume when you were kids what costume would you recommend for me obviously this is pre-halloween i think he asked us the exact same question last year favorite halloween costume as kids hmm well i'll reiterate me and a bunch of friends went as mortal kombat two characters one year and I had a full uh, Raiden getup that I that I made, which was pretty dope. Yeah. And we had, we had a Sub-Zero, we had a Reptile, and a Baraka. And we all did very, very good. We you did should, a great, you we, should we, have had a friend a just walk around in a purple t-shirt with the sign said Toasty. Uh, this would have been a Mortal Kombat 2 era, so it would have been a black shirt. But fair enough. Toasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me it was my old uh, Darth Vader costume, the old mask and plastic costume they were terrible costumes but sentimental value they were less costumes and more advertisements for costumes you actually wanted yeah pretty much pretty much <laughs> here put this smock on with this plastic mask with the yep. string yep i had one of those two it was terrible carl with deathstroke death stroke being announced do you feel that dc is making a big mistake by doing movies with characters who are not well known um no I think uh, taking good characters who may not be well-known and giving them their own films, as long as you give them a decent film, is a good thing. DC's got uh, probably the deepest bench in comics as far as characters, just from like from what they started out with and companies they acquired over the years. So there's a lot of great uh, characters that you can give their own film. I've said numerous times on the show, I would love to see a film for The Question. Um, I think Marvel has shown that you can take obscure characters, give them, as long as you make them a good movie, those characters are no longer obscure anymore. You know, three, four years ago, if you asked a kid on the street who was Rocket Raccoon, they're not going to know who it is. Now all the kids know who Rocket and Groot is. Um, they're going to know who Black Panther is. And so, yeah, giving obscure characters movies is always a great idea. You can't keep going back to the well of the characters that you've trotted out before uh drew have you seen wonder woman yet <laughs> i have not okay i've not Ma- um i know i i mean i've got this plane ride coming so maybe it'll be on there yeah it's maybe. probably you're probably not gonna watch it <laughs> i'll get around to it <laughs> mario has been such a huge success for over 30 years why do mario games have such great appeal and be innovative at the same time where other platforms like Sonic, Crash Bandicoot, and Bonk have failed. Oh, Bonk. That's deep. Um, well, ultimately, um, <laughs> it's going to sound fanboy, but I mean, you really got really to just follow me here, man. Nintendo has a certain quality level that they strive for, and if it doesn't, if it's not up to snuff, you won't see it. And they treat their Mario franchise with the utmost care because it's that's you dance with the girl who brung you Mario uh, brought Nintendo to the dance. So 
they treat Mario with respect, and anytime they're going to do a new iteration of the Mario franchise, they take great care that it is absolutely as fun and a joy to play as possible. And that's the main, and that's it. They don't let anything else get in the way. It has to be fundamentally fun to pick up and just play. And I think that's that's the Nintendo difference, and that's the Mario appeal that Sonic and Bonk or whoever. Yes, these were flagships for their respective consoles, but they don't have that same just instant satisfaction, I guess. Sonic, for all the praise he gets, is it's a counterintuitive game. Like, you're asked to go fast, but you hit spikes all the time, and you can't go fast. Like, it's... I get what they're going for, and when you do go fast, it's fun, but the game kind of doesn't want you to. And then, you know, you have these labyrinth levels that kind of ask you to explore them, but yet you're supposed to go fast, so exploration is not fast. It, it The game's kind of at odds with itself, whereas like with the Mario game, it's kind of up to you to do whatever you want, but they you're encouraged to do whatever you want, essentially, in the Mar- in a Mario game, and they find a way to reward you for it. It's the Breath of the Wild syndrome. Like, if you're, if you're curious, if, the, if you think you can do something in the game, go for it, and Nintendo will usually expect you to do that and reward you for it. So, like, oh, I wonder if I can jump up there. Hey, I can. And, hey, look, there's a secret up here. Or, you know, th- things of that nature. But I guess I'll tell you, and I noticed this with other games, too. This is a, l- a little thing. I'm elaborating a little more than I should, maybe, but... Uh, that Nintendo difference that I'm talking about, I think about all the games that I fire up, third-party games on my Xbox or on my PlayStation 4 or on even on my Switch, third-party games. I got to sit through probably three or four company logo screens, a loading screen, before I can push start and play a game. I can fire up a Nintendo game. It, you, you boot it on. As soon as you launch it, title screen, start. I'm playing the game within within 10 seconds. It's a little thing, but they value that. They want, you know what I mean? Like They want to get you right in. They want to get you right in. There shouldn't be a barrier between you and the game. And it's just one of those little Nintendo differences. Anyway, yeah, they treat Mario with care, and um, they always want to push it forward, but it always has to be fun. Yeah, I think I I enjoyed the the 2D Sonic games a little more than you did. Um, but I think like as far as Sonic goes, um, crash and bonk, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, as far as Sonic goes, I think they really kind of more nailed the feel of what Sonic should be when they kind of got into like the 3d environments, like Mm. with the dream, like Sonic adventures on dreamcast, things like that. When you could have sense of speed and exploration and platforming. Okay. I think it really came into its own there, but again, the like what what makes the Nintendo games, the core Nintendo games so great is that it's generational, not in like the systems that it comes out on, but the people who make today's Mario games were taught by the people who made the Mario games for the previous generation There's, and so on yeah. and so forth. It's like a recipe that's handed down through generations. And each generation kind of adds their own little flavor to it. Sure. What, Don? But the core recipe stays... Like, I'm sure uh, Shigeru Miyamoto has very little to do with the actual making Not, of yeah, the game no. anymore. He no. may pop in, throw a little suggestion out here right. and there, yeah. and then he'll show up on stage at E3. But... 
it's it's a gener it's again it's like a recipe that gets handed down through generations and Sonic didn't get a chance to get that. It was just like, you know, had some his heyday was sixteen bit. Yep. And then he kinda got new life when Dreamcast came out, but after that it was straight Yeah. Straight downhill. Yep. All right. So Alan, thank you very much for your questions. Next we have some questions from Mr. Chris Taylor. Hey, just got back from a week in Florida, and I can now lay claim to seeing a Disney movie, Thor, at Disney, Disney Springs AMC, with a person named Disney. Yes, that is his actual name. <laughs> Love the movie. Wow, okay. Questions. All those Funko things Jay retweets, does he ever actually win any? Um, I don't think so, because he always <laughs> like seems to retweet my retweets. Every once in a while, they got a cool one on there, and I try to win it, and yeah. That, that, begs the question that, one, that begs the question, does anybody ever win them? We'll never know. Possibly. Maybe. Did you see what they're doing now? Uh, they have new Star Wars Funkos coming out that are scenes from the films. Like there's, so? there's four that are coming out, and it's four scenes from A New Hope. It's R2 and 3PO after they crash landed on Tatooine. Okay. So like they're kind of just standing there and it's on like a base with the, the skate pods. There oh, 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 it's like a little diorama. Yeah, it's with a little diorama. Oh, okay. And then you've got like an Obi-Wan versus Vader one, uh, Han sitting at the table with Greedo. That's kind of neat. And then Luke and Leia in the trash compactor. That is a, uh, kind of a fun way to, I mean, yeah, look, they tapped out. Every franchise, that pretty possibly much, they got to do. start doing some different stuff. And so I've noticed that company is very, like, they know what their their bread and butter is. Sure, but they also aren't just sticking just to that. Well, they can eventually. Yeah. Big, big headed, big eyed Funko Pops are going to get you know passe. Yeah, and they're they're going to have nothing so to fall that, back now on. They so. get, now they got like a lot of little fun things. They That's do. cool. Uh, I've now seen Ragnarok twice, and I'm sure you'll get into it, but one of the things I got excited to see was the champion's head heads added on the Grandmaster's buildings. I noticed what appeared to be Beta Ray Bill. Did you happen to catch this and others? Can you give any idea who's who else was on there? Um, I think we can just, I mean, obviously we're going to review the film, but just the answer Chris's questions um i noticed beta ray bill i don't know if you did i did not but upon further review yes that is there beta was ray bill. also uh d- what's in the double something there's another guy there his name escapes me and there of course was hulk's face on it right but yeah apparently they're all like legit characters it was cool to see beta ray bill uh, does that mean we're not going to ever ever actually see beta ray bill if you were to give me a list of Marvel characters that are unlikely to appear in a Marvel film, I would put Beta Ray Bill on that list. Okay. I don't have to like it, but okay. It's all right. It's okay. Can't have everything. No. So that's it for questions. Thank you, everyone, for sending them in. Now we have to get some news. If memory serves a lot of... A lot of little things kind of happen throughout the week. But Let's we do got, some cleanup. We, we, got two, we got two things to talk about here. Okay. Uh, the first one being, we're, we're, we got to go to the dumpster fire. Okay. Because I, I have noticed. This comes out next week, right? 17th? Two weeks. Okay. Yeah. Got it. I have noticed that 
I think Warner Brothers has already given up on this film. Really? Because they are pretty much giving it away. Ah, yes. The amount of TV spots and clips that are available from the film has exploded yeah. in the past couple of days. Yeah. They dump seven clips online. Like, typically, when you have the actors doing, like, the talk show circuit and one like that, they all kind of have the same clip or maybe two clips. Sure. And that's what you get out before the film. Seven clips. I saw a few of them today. And Online. Yeah. They seem to be... I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, And all these, like, quick TV ads are showing so much. Well... It's, it's crazy. Does that mean... That they feel that by giving you all this footage that it's going to make you more inclined to go see the movie? Luke, you, Lucas you isn't Lucas? convinced. Um, I don't know. It's typically like this has been their problem with all their films. I, I think Wonder Woman included. I can't remember if they did this from Wonder Woman, but I remember specifically them doing this with Batman v Superman Suicide Squad where they just kind of like that second big trailer for batman v superman was the movie the movie yeah beat for beat showed you in sequence everything that was gonna happen in that movie all right uh yeah so i yeah, did I mean, watch they're, they're showing so much stuff you save something for the wedding night you know sure sure I did watch some of these clips, and I did not like anything that I really saw <laughs> it's I, it's just more of Okay, observations. Okay. I liked one thing. I liked 10 seconds of the clip with Commissioner Gordon on the rooftop of Gotham City with the bat signal, and Batman swoops down on, from, from on high in silhouette, looking kind of cool, and the Danny Elfman song played. And I went, oh, yeah. I have feelings for this. Yeah. And then, talk about that in the moment. then the Flash showed up, and I just wanted to throw yeah. my desk. <laughs> So the Flash. Every every time I see something from this movie, I start to think, well, eh, maybe. And then the Flash shows up, I'm like, nope, nope. Yeah, he, hashtag not my Flash. He's awful in basically every single way. He's awful, and I, I don't remember the Flash in the comics being the cowardly lion. They're you know they're they're trying to make him the the, the Spider Man. The Spider Man is not the cowardly lion. Either. I know that, but, but the, he, like but the, he's quippy, the, the quippy, the quippy, yeah. You guys are so cool, and I'm just this little nerd. And yeah. and um, did you watch the Steppenwolf clip? Yeah, where he grabs the missile from the Batmobile. Yeah, we got some uh, some 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 late '90s uh, CGI happening here, sir. I would say maybe mid 2000s. Okay, well, the Mummy Returns is starting he doesn't to look, look great. No, he doesn't look like no, he's not mid 90s CGI. He's not. Not mid nineties. <laughs> it could be a, a lot better. Oh man, I don't know. I I'm just not. There's just something off about all of it. It's Hopefully just, he'll receive a frame rate patch before the movie. Sure, comes out. <laughs> sure. So when you go in, the movie's got to download. <laughs> you got to wait a minute. Yeah, we'll download the update. Um, I don't know. It just something seems off with it. Yeah, it just doesn't I feel mean, I'm not, right. I'm not expecting much and I'm why are they still it. they're still pretending that superman is dead what uh, what are yeah, we doing here i don't know i'm gonna go see what it. are we doing uh, here 
Then they got that poster where they're all standing there except for Superman, but then it says like you can't save the Earth alone or something, whatever the hell it says. Yeah. And Superman's logo is in the text. It's like, yeah. what are you what, doing? One of the clips that really bothered me was like when you know Bruce is lamenting like you know it's a team, but Superman would bring this team together and team needs Clark and he was so great. He's more human than me. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, Bruce Wayne says none of this ever. Not only that, but we spent, we spent a whole movie like beating the tar out of each other. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I don't, no, no. you don't got to explain it. To me. We'll see. Let's, let's get to the second issue. I'm going to be a world away when this comes yeah, out. Know, so, know. you know, I'll probably go see it with Jay and Allen or whatnot. And let's talk about the second issue with this. As you mentioned earlier, you view this as a good thing. I do not. Okay. It's that Danny Elfman said that he would be using his 1989 Batman score yeah. in parts of Justice League and also throwing back to the John Williams score for Superman. Yeah. I do not like any of this. I'm okay with it only because... Now, look, granted, the movie is not what... I, I think the movie is not going to be good. But basically, anything they can do to try and pull some kind of positive feelings out of this, good luck. Yeah, but your positive feelings aren't for the movie. Your positive feelings are for the older movies that these this music was attached to. I agree, but and you, you can't deny, though, that music is powerful. And Music is powerful. I'm not denying that. I'm saying they haven't earned this. You have not earned... Well, also, second thing, I mean, one, of, one of the few... I, I still think... Man of Steel is a good but flawed movie. But one of the things they nailed in Man of Steel, one of the things they really did well was the score. Hmm. That Hans Zimmer score was incredible. I don't remember anything they, about it. They came up with a theme for Superman that I'm not going to say replaces the John Williams score, because I'll say right now, as big of a Star Wars fan as I am, and I love John Williams' work, my favorite John Williams work is the Superman score. Oh, it, it embodies the character perfectly. Um, it, as he has said, it says literally says the name Superman. <laughs> Superman. Superman. So, um, <laughs> That's funny. But no, it's like the Man of Steel theme was fantastic. You don't need to replace it with something that A, you haven't earned, and B, is... You can't draw comparisons between the two incarnations of this character. I I know I know what you're saying. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 okay with it only because I I don't know. Like like I hear the Danny Elfman Batman theme now, and I don't think in the '89 films. I think of the animated series. Sure, sure, sure. Because Shirley Walker just adapted that theme so well into the series. Yeah, I don't disagree with that, but like. It it but but to me it's just synonymous with Batman and like it is if you're gonna show if you're, if you're gonna give me Batman Batman no no but he hasn't gotten a fair shake at it so no you know like I'm I'm okay with, I don't know it's Batman I want I want to hear that song versus his greatest villain Zack Snyder yeah I want that song to be there it's like it's Batman of course yeah. And that can go that just that little addition alone kind of makes me like go well you know okay I'll 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 try it you know mm. I know where you're coming from I'm just saying do your own thing I'm just saying these things are kind of 
those songs to me are as are as important as the costume almost nowadays to me. Like I I just they're inseparable in my brain. So when I when I when I heard it and I saw Batman coming down to talk to Gordon and J.K. Simmons not for nothing looks like a pretty looks, good looks like good Gordon. Good Gordon. I'm like there's 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 something there. It also drives me nuts that he simply looks across the small body of water and sees Metropolis. Yeah, that makes literally that no drives me crazy sense at all. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, I don't know what it's going to be, but if you think they're already quitting on the film, that's kind of funny. You're, you're, you you might not be wrong, but... I think I think that they may think what I said about it is that, you know, we had this big peak with Wonder Woman. We got one last Snyder bullet to... to swallow. To <laughs> swallow, and then we can kind of move beyond that. So. Can it recover, though? Like... It all, not for nothing, I think it all lies on Wonder Woman's shoulders. If well, she's the same character in this that she was in her film, then I think, I'm not necessarily saying recover, but it will be able to take the hit. Okay. And keep moving on. Everything else is kind of in a holding pattern, though. Well, can you blame Except them? for Aquaman, which has already been filmed. Pretty much has done. Filmed, but yeah, it's yeah. done. But like but Flat, Flash not, is yeah. on hold, Batman, who knows? Um, I mean, they announced casting for Shazam. They said that's going to be the next film, but, but that's they're not, really not is rushing that even tied to this, though. That. Or is that going to be independent? There have been different conflicting. Who knows? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I yeah. Good question. The fire burns. Know. The fire still burns. Um, it's nice and warm. Yes. Uh, well, There's it'll be that. what it'll be. Yeah, it's going to make money. Because but but you know what? It won't make as much as they want it to. No, and we'll all and fandom will wonder how can you possibly screw that up? How, how did you not? This should be the first. You know, we shouldn't be asking like, what will be the first film to hit one billion domestically? Last Jedi or Infinity War? Yeah, it should be assumed that this would be the first film to hit 1 billion domestically and it's just not going to do it if you were to say it before batman versus superman came out or even before man of steel came out and said like they're making this justice league movie how much do you think it'll bank i would have told you all the money in the world yeah but after again they didn't earn it they didn't earn that their track record is poor and people know so why should i get excited about your justice league movie when your lead-ups to it are not good no and they have not instilled good faith trying to play catch up with marvel don't worry about what Marvel's doing. Just do your do your own th- thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of Marvel. Speaking of Marvel, big news story today. Well, yes. Well, big, you know. It's it's a, almost no, it's still a big it's a big story. And, you know, where there's smoke, you never know. Yeah. There's a ninja. You know, smoke from Mortal uh, yeah, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. I appreciate that. I kinda wanna go in a slightly different direction. I understood that reference. Way to go, you. So it was announced earlier today, news story broke earlier today, that Disney was in talks to purchase 20th Century Fox. 21st Century Fox. They, well, they, I yeah, know. I know. Whatever. They rebranded. It's weird. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, right? I, I know. All right. So this is not like Fox as a whole, because apparently Fox just wants to focus on one thing they do horribly and one thing they do pretty well. The one thing they do horribly being news and the one thing they do pretty well, which is sports. Yeah, I would I would say they they do both terribly, but that's me. That's fine. I, I know what you're saying. But I, I find that to be, that report was startling for two reasons. Number one, the, 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 the idea that Marvel, Disney, could buy back their toys was like, oh, it's tantalizing. It's yeah. exciting. 
But the other thing is, like, if, if you're Fox, like, really? You 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 want to ditch your your movie side, like, with How the legacy films? that they have? There, don't get me wrong. There is legacy there. How many films a year do you really see from them anymore, though? I don't know. That's a, that's a good. You know what? That's a good question. I never thought about it. I mean, the legacy is there, but the modern continuing of that legacy really isn't. Mm. I mean, is it losing them money? I can't imagine it is with I the X-Men flicks and all that. I like, don't necessarily think it's losing them money. Are they just not into it? But I think it's costing them more money that they're kind of willing to spend. Like, if they want to focus on news and sports... Interesting. Those are two very expensive games to be in. Sure, totally. And if you're not fully dedicated to this film division... What are you holding on to it for? Wow. What a Well, ultimately I guess the talks died out. But yes. there were talks. There were talks. Talks have reportedly stalled. Well, let's get it let's fire yeah. it back up here because so, I want my Fantastic Four movie. Let's let's talk about <laughs> if this were to happen. Uh-huh. And this makes sense for because I was talking to Nate, who we had on the show for our horror episode. Um or a couple weeks ago, I was talking to him work day, and he said that he would not be comfortable with it just because he doesn't like the idea of Disney owning, owning everything more and more and more. Well, this purchased, I mean, I can see that, and that's a valid point. It is a valid point, but let's but think about what they're getting. It makes sense for Disney to go after this. Absolutely, it does. Because if they got this... There's two big reasons. Two big reasons. You're going to name them. The first real big one is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. 21st Century Fox still owns the original Star Wars film. And they always will. New Hope. They always will. They're not letting that go. I think that is one of the primary reasons we have not seen a unaltered trilogy, unaltered trilogy that's, release that's the since Disney purchased it. That is the reason. A f- another fear I have is that Lucas put in the contract that they can't do that. I doubt it. Which, if I were Disney, I'd be like, no, we want yeah. it. We're giving you four billion dollars. Yeah, if we want to make Han Solo, you know, not star, uh, you know, breaking three. <laughs> we'll do it. Yeah. Um. So, but Fox has always maintained ownership of, um, a new the, hope. The, a new hope, the original. Yeah. They distributed Empire and Jedi, but and they still do until twenty twenty. Yeah, and they didn't um have the foresight that Lucas had to. Ownership wise, get everything right. Um, so that would open a big door for the possibility of what would probably be one of the biggest home film releases. Oh, easily, I'd buy it. You know, me. yeah, unaltered, cleaned up, remastered. Yep. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Blu-ray, I'll take it. Yep. So that's the first thing. Yeah. The second thing they would get is they would get X Men back. They would get mm-hmm. Fantastic Four back. That's correct. And a lot of like little things surrounding that, but those are the two big ones. Yep. They get X-Men back and they get Fantastic Four back. And like we've been saying on this show, and like I want to keep just shouting from the rooftops, uh, make Marvel whole again. That's Yep. And if I'm Disney, I don't know. The thing is, to them, they might not put the same value on it that a fan like me would. Yeah. But I think they should. Because once you have everything back together again, look at it this way. The Avengers franchise is winding down. Yes. Okay. Infinity War is going to be huge and its sequel will be huge. But once those are out, 
Evans and Downey and and and, and Hemsworth, these guys ain't hanging around forever yep. on, on these franchises. They're just not. Robert Downey's not getting any younger. Chris Evans is already kind of, you know, flip-flopped a little bit if he wants to stick around or not. He decided to become Captain America in real life. Yeah, kind of. Um, so you're going to have to reboot or or make some changes soon. Well, hey, here's this Fox deal. How do we continue our, our, our juggernaut movies without the Avengers? Here's how. You buy Fox... And then you can relaunch the Fantastic Four in your little unit. Just continue the universe. Like, yeah. keep it going. Or start a new separate universe with the X-Men, who are a proven commodity. Yes. Everyone loves the X-Men. And everyone would go nuts thinking about the prospect of Marvel making their own X-Men movie. As much, I'm all on board for Fantastic Four in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Absolutely. All on board for that. And I think I came up with a pretty decent film idea. That I, can I think we both have ideas on how that how it would work. Um. And as much as I would want to see on screen that classic shot of Wolverine taking a swipe at Captain America mm-hmm. and it, like, you know, the clash on the shield and whatnot, I don't think I would want the X-Men in the Marvel Universe. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Because it, it, it's it's so much. It's a lot. It really it's is. So much. It's a lot. The X Men are a lot to handle. You, you've already tried the Inhumans. Yeah, it didn't work. You tried to make the Inhumans X Men. It didn't work. Right. You go back and try that again. You're well, just you gonna you're you just gonna confuse the audience. You wouldn't necessarily be trying it again. You 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 have the actual X Men. Yeah, no, you you have them, but like you're trying to get the audience to buy into another group of people who are outcasts and things like that. I, yeah, well, yeah, established in humans. I wouldn't. It's tough because like I wouldn't want to see them in their own spun off universe because we've done that, we've seen that. Yeah. Well. If well, you were going to do them, I want it's it's fine. I want it and don't want it at the same time. I understand. So if you're going to give it to me, and this will never happen because money, wait a good long, long time. We'll see what happens. But I just had a really cool thought. You mentioned the the iconic image of Wolverine, you know, throwing throwing hands with Cap. You know what I would like to see in a movie? What? Uh, that one Incredible Hulk cover. Brought to life. Oh, the McFarlane cover. Yes, with the with, Hulk uh, where the- where you, they can just frame it where such Wolverine is on screen and yep. he's looking at the camera kind of, and he puts his claws in front of his face, and in the reflection of the claws, you see the Hulk. Yep, I would I would pop pretty hard for that. Yeah, I, that would be that would, that would be. I awesome. would geek out very that would, very hard. That would give me to forget a lot of things I've been thinking lately, and that <laughs> I'm going to get into okay. with the Thor review. Um. Well, talks have stalled, so we this is there's, yeah. not, there's not much to really say right now. We but, can, but the fact that that was reported at all tells yeah. me something's going. Like, that tells me that Fox pulled away from the table, and Disney wants to get him back to the table. So Disney leaked the report. You think? Hmm. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe. You, look, either I, I, that, I, either that, or they couldn't agree on a price. Disney, uh, Fox wants too much, and Disney doesn't want to pay it, which I don't understand. Um, well, and again, Fox leaks the report to push pr- put pressure on Disney. 
Yeah. I mean, either way, though, it makes a lot of sense. And even, you know, I, I agree with the reservations that Nate has about Disney owning everything. Cause that is a little scary. I'm not, I'm not a big Monopoly guy. But when you break it down of what we just talked about, what yeah. are, what are they getting? They're kind of just getting back keys to things they already should have anyway. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm okay with it. And, you know, that's, that's, uh, make Marvel whole again. That's all. <laughs> I, that's and all I, I think want. like the only three characters film wise that they don't own outright. The, uh, if that deal was done, I think the only three they wouldn't own outright are Spider-Man. They've already fixed that. Um, Hulk. They can't do a solo Hulk film because the film rights are with Universal. Right. And I think Neymar. Yeah, Neymar is a complicated one, too. And I don't know anyone. Does anyone know what's up with that? I think Neymar might be with Universal as well. Well, but maybe it's like the Hulk where he can't have his own movie, but he can show up in others. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think they would have had to have done it by now because if you do it, beyond justice league there and just kind of looking like a copycat um so yeah that uh i think that was pretty much it for the news those are the big ones i don't have i don't have much else uh to add to that um trying to think if anything else crossed my mind today no no that's that's it that's what's up video game news not really poked out this week earlier apparently odyssey has sold well (laughs) <laughs> Two million copies. To, to the surprise of none. Mm-hmm. Can can I say something? Sure. Something I would really like to see Nintendo do this generation. Now, should I get a Switch, it'll most likely be this holiday season. Okay. Really, I, even though I think the, the Mario bundle's a little overpriced, um, that'd probably be the, the route I want. Mm-hmm. I really want to see nintendo come up with some new nintendo this generation i did it i think once in the wii u with splatoon splatoon is new new ip IP stuff yeah yeah splatoon is big um we we love mario we love link we love the the tried and true nintendo characters we know the games are always going to be fun but Let's get some new stuff. Well, you're because getting clear, you're, like the third party stuff. You're you're never going to get 100 percent back. No, but it's fine. Let's I, get I, some new stuff. No, I hear you. Um, well, they gave you uh, uh Splatoon and Splatoon two, very well received, and they gave you Arms, and that's just that's that's only in the last year that you got a new Splatoon game and a new Arms, um, which is brand new IP. Whether or not you like those games, that's on you. Uh, but that is new. That is new IP. What they're not going to do is they're probably not going to release a new IP in the same genre as existing IP. Why are they going to make another platformer when they can just make a new Mario? You See, know what I'm saying? You know, you know what I mean? Unfortunate. I don't. I, I mean, think I think I, they know what they're doing. Take the ideas that you don't use on Mario and put them in a, in a different platform. Oh well, yeah. No, I get that. I mean, some some stuff is a little. They definitely have a. a, a I don't want to say a rule book, but they they definitely have ideas that they they rule are not fitting for their franchises but they don't often throw those away what actually like you just said what actually does end up happening is they take those those ideas historically and they do put them into new ip whether that will happen again going forward yeah maybe probably it seems like there's a it, honestly it seems like there's some new life flood over there in the last five ten years and I, it, it makes sense actually because you know people, executives leave yeah, people people retire. age out retire 
you got to fill you got to fill the void and uh, like you were mentioning earlier these people that are in there now are younger and they're learning from the guys who did it before them and they're being given more freedom to do new things to push Nintendo forward you're going to see some new stuff i, I you will all right don't worry it's it's coming on. yeah don't, don't worry support us okay so as we mentioned earlier Uh, This past Friday, we, like many of you, I'm sure, saw the latest chapter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Thor Ragnarok, the most metal name of a movie (laughs) ever. Yes, it's very metal. So metal. Um, Before we get to the movie, let's talk about the fiasco of actually seeing Thor Ragnarok. Oh, what a a hassle. (laughs) I, I like to think, typically when a movie like this comes out, be it, you know, Marvel... Uh, Star Wars film, something like that. I think we've got our our system down pretty well. Pretty well. Um, We live in a glorious age now where we do not have to stand in line for two hours to get decent seats. Most theaters around us do reserve seating, and you pick your seats when you purchase your ticket. So as it goes, I pretty much purchase the tickets for everyone, and then everyone shows up at theater. Y'all's give me your cash, and I give you the tickets and we go see the movie. And this has worked well for about five, six films now. Yep. Until Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. <sighs> I purchased the tickets. I showed up at the theater. It's getting close to showtime. I notice no one's here quite yet the way they normally are. Usually it's Alan shows up first and then you and Jen within a half an hour afterwards. And that's usually about 20 minutes before the film starts. Sure. Assigned seating. Why don't, well, yeah. You know. Yeah. It's no reason to, like, the only reason to get there any earlier is just stand in line for snacks. Sure. This time we brought our own, you know, leftover Halloween. And a boy. And, uh, but you're sitting there and you show up. No Jen. No. And time and time goes on. No Alan. No Alan. So what happened to Jen? She double booked herself and forgot about the movie. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. Don't you guys have like a shared calendar on your phones? No. You might want to get that. No, we no. find it find it no. very handy for no, we're not doing for that. Julie and myself. No, we're not doing that. What are you trying to hide from Ginger? Nothing, but <laughs> I'll I tell her what we're doing and then she'll either either we'll put it in her calendar or she won't. That's but but I told her, so I'm just gonna step back. Um So yeah, she got double booked, she had a tattoo appointment, and uh she didn't make the movie. Then we heard from Alan. Yes, we heard from Alan. And there was a car fire on the 290. And I checked the map when he said it. Sure enough, on my Google map, yep, solid red line going back past Niagara Falls Boulevard. It's it's unfortunate that Alan ran into that situation. It really is, because... After he was supposed to be on our show and then... Us. Are you raging him from the show now? <laughs> I'm not saying I got an abandoned car and set it on fire in order to stop Alan from making the show. I'm not saying that. Okay. What are you saying? Whether or not people I may or may not have had contact with got an abandoned car and set it on fire... To prevent Alan from getting in the show as punishment for ditching our show. I'm not saying that either. Listen, it's 
It's a crazy world we live in. Things I'm, happen. I'm confused. <laughs> Sometime, sometimes, lessons have to be learned. Oh, oh, okay. I'm not saying I'm the teacher. Well, we, we missed him. He was missed. Sure. Especially later when Jen brought a lady friend to, to meet Alan, and he, was, he wasn't there. Yeah. It was a nice lady friend. She's a very nice lady friend. Hopefully, hopefully like this her. pans out. We'll see. Yes. Because by by my account, it would. Yeah. At least, in, you know, in going by one conversation. But still, yeah. as soon as you lose, Alan. <laughs> and you, you, know, <laughs> you, you ditch the show when you lose. Or maybe. I don't know. Things happen. Accents happen. I don't know. Crazy world. So it was just the three of us for the movie. Yep. Which me, we, you, and, and my wife. It was a perfect Julie. storm of... of just craziness. Craziness. But we were there and we saw the movie. We saw the movie. Wow. Yeah. I have so many thoughts about it. Lots of thoughts. And I don't want that to come off like I did not like the movie because that's not true at all. I think both of us are kind of going to be like that. So let's just get out front here right now. We had a fun time with this movie. We enjoyed it. It was super fun. It was it was fun. Yes. It was a lot of fun. Yes. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun scenes, a lot of fun dialogue. Yep. Um, cool stuff happens. Yep. And, you know, there's there's new characters that I actually love a lot now. Like, yeah. you know. Korg? Korg is, Korg is probably my new favorite character ever. Yeah. I love, he was tremendous. This is, this is Meek. He's an insect, has blades for hands. Um. So about that. Yeah. Want a fun observation about Meek? Or about uh, Korg and, and Meek and, and, uh, all that the fact that they're taken from the planet hulk storyline well, and they're completely changed well there's that but okay so no okay for a couple okay first thing about about cork did you did you notice how he introduced himself cork giant rock monster well that's yeah he says that but what does he say before that it escapes me he says i'm a thing giant rock monster <laughs> wink it was subtle as hell. I yep. don't know how many people. I don't know. I don't know if anyone p- picked up on it, but I did. I did not. So he says it like that, and I was like, "Oh, okay, that's weird." Yep. Anyway, okay, so he is a rock monster. Yeah. Meek, right? Yep. Is a little scissor hand monster, right? Yeah. What did Korg say he was in prison for? I don't remember. He tried to start a revolution, and it failed because he didn't pass out enough pamphlets, and no one showed up. He's a rock monster whose literal weakness was paper, <laughs> and he and accidentally he says, like, kills not- Meek, who is scissors. Yep. Rock beat scissors. But got better. He did, but rock beat scissors, paper beat rock. Yeah. Yeah. I... I didn't pick up on that right away. Yep. But once I thought about it, I'm like that is ridiculous and hilarious. Yeah, it it was a comedy. It, it was a comedy. It was I'm going to say something here. It's going to sound weird. Okay. But it was everything I didn't want it to be. Ah. Okay. I didn't want a comedy. Sure. Now granted, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. Still laughed. Didn't want a comedy. I feel I know where you're coming from, and I feel like the Thor Got franchise. Got my comedy. Yeah, 
Guardians, Guardians has of the that lockdown. Yes, I agree. Totally. Guardians um, seems and, to have influenced certain things in the Marvel. Guardians pulls off being a great science fiction action movie and a comedy with a ton of heart. Yes. This didn't have much heart. This did not have much heart. I said to you in theater, and folks, if if you're new to the show, there are going to be spoilers. Yeah, we're kind of starting get right ready now. for There's spoilers. Going to be spoilers. I said to you in theater, Drew, they did a scene where their father died. And I felt nothing. And I did not roll a tear. Yeah. And I'm the easiest cry in the world when it comes to theaters. Yeah. Man of Steel, the scene with Jonathan Kent and, the, and Clark when he shows him the ship and he says, can I keep pretending I'm your son? He says, I, every time I see that, still roll tears like crazy. Mm. This one, I don't know if it was the fact that it was blatantly shot on a green screen. Yeah. Or if it was the fact that Anthony Hopkins was pretty much probably wearing the clothes he rolled up to the studio in. <laughs> it's uh... Yeah, I know uh, no, I know what you're saying and and that is unfortunate. The thing is none of it's like bad. It's not like any of this movie is bad. It's just not what I thought it was going to be exactly and I it just and I have a, I have a bigger point to make about all this. This movie kind of went out of its way to kind of I mean it's Ragnarok so yeah. the destruction of Asgard was kind of a foregone conclusion but the way it was done in the Was tw- it was it foregone though? I think yeah, like, kind you kind of think no, at the I, end of the day the heroes are going to save the stuff and the fact that they actually destroyed Asgard? Yeah. I I'm not surprised actually. Especially and given the way so okay. I feel like Thor as a franchise is a tricky one and Marvel has never quite been comfortable with it in their pantheon in the movies I mean so Iron Man tech hero yeah Thor and Cap Cap is realistic he fought in World War II it's, yeah. it's a serum it's sciencey so Marvel's you know MCU is very science based Thor was this mystical thing and I feel like they went to great lengths in that first Thor movie to try and like pseudoscience it with technology is just so advanced that you consider it magic, yeah. you know, all that business. It's like they were kind of ashamed of it. I don't know, maybe, maybe that's the wrong word. Well, no, no, I'll use it. Marvel was kind of either ashamed of it or didn't know how to handle it or didn't trust the audience to buy that if they do a mystical fantasy film, yeah. that that would marry with the others well. Because that was still early Very on. Early. They were still establishing themselves. Right. And so, like, they kind of did a fish-out-of-water story right. with Thor 1. Did a little bit more of one with Thor 2, but by this movie comes around, you've had two Thor films and two Avenger films that Thor have been in. You can't do the fish-out-of-water story anymore. No. And the thing is, like, we all like the character, but I feel like his world has just been a missed potential. It's been... it's. I really... Yeah. I feel like it's been a lot of uh, missed potential. Like... Asgard and 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 the Nine Realms and Malekith and all that stuff should have been a lot more. It just should have been more than what we've seen yeah. so far. And this movie, I feel like they went out of their way to just go like, you know what, we're throwing it away. Yeah, they didn't have to really establish anything in this film because it all had been established in the previous two films. And you know, again, we the. The first two Thor films are on the weaker end of the spectrum of the Marvel like I said, Cinematic missed, Universe. Missed opportunities. Missed but they're, again, 
they're still better than, you know, they're enjoyable. 80% of the stuff that came out prior to the original Iron Man. Right. Um, but again, it's just like, this is not the character I was hoping Thor was going to be. Well, you know, here's, he's, here's he's the thing about that. Like, not a comedian. He's not the comedian in the team. Here's the thing about that, though. I want him saying have at thee and things like that. I know. I'm with you. But here's 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 the the actual interesting thing I feel about about that aspect because I've seen some some critique of that. Even though I feel like there's been missed opportunities to really elevate Thor's world and tell fantasy stories and all that stuff and really build it up to be important and make me care about it. One thing I did like about this movie is that one of the themes is actually change. And yeah. Thor has grown up. Thor has changed. He is not the same person he once was. And one of his points of contention with Loki, and he, in the movie, even David is like, Thor comes to kind of like a, he resigns the fact that, Loki, we're brothers, we're never going to agree, you're, you're always going to be yeah. who you are. You're you and I'm me. And, and I'm me, and that's it. And like, the way it it's, is. it's not even adversarial anymore. It's, he's, it's just like, he's accepted it, and he's yeah. moving on. Thor is open to just moving on, and Loki is content to be the same. Thor is, is all about change. And um, I think that's cool. I actually think that's interesting. His character grew in this movie. Yeah. Um, and it's pointed out that other one, you know, Loki did Loki's did not. Although, yeah. well, yeah, I we'll mean, see let's, about let's that. Talk actually. about talk about Loki for a second because, and in our character, we're going to talk about you know Kate Blanchett's Hella. Yeah, knocked it out of the park. She's great in this film. She's excellent. Um, Alan asked us a question earlier in this week. He said, you know, is does Hela knock Loki off the top spot of villains in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? And like you and to said, to which I responded, he's not really a villain anymore. No. He hasn't been a villain since the first Avengers movie. Yeah, he's kind of come around to more like chaotic. He's an opportunist. He's, yeah, he, he's kind of chaotic he's, neutral he's now. Gonna, he's going to go where the wind blows. Yes. He's and not, that, that might yeah. make him a villain. It might make him not a villain. So... Whereas Hiddleston's performance as Loki is always great. Love him. It's always on point. Yep. Um, I think that his performance garnering the fan base that it did in his first couple appearances made Marvel kind of go soft on him. Like, we can sell this guy more as a hero than we can a villain. If he's if he's hero-ish, we get to use him more, which brings more people to the box office. Sure. And I... I, I won't go that far. I, 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 I do think he's he's still villainous enough. He, tur- he, he double-crosses Thor again. Did they double-cross him that badly? Yeah. No, al- really. and, he, and he always will. And even in the end, even though Loki helps save the day, uh, not you, only just helps save day, like he's straight up fighting for people. That's fine on the Bifrost. Yeah, yeah, he's you know he's kind of a good. He's trying. Well, he's trying to change too. So that's uh, he's trying to change. Yeah, villains don't try to change. But is he though? Because here's why: he also knows he's got to get out of Dodge alive, because Hela's either going to kill him or. Uh, He's got to get out of there, and so he's using he's using the opportunity to destroy Asgard and escape. Before he does, he takes a nice longing look at a certain cosmic cube. 
Yeah, I noticed that. I think it was kind of funny how when Hella goes into the vault, she knocks over the Infinity Gauntlet. Fake. Fake. I was kind of wondering when they said they were going down the vault, I'm like, I wonder if they're going to address that. Because in the original Thor movie, it's there. The Infinity Gauntlet's there. And of course, we're all freaking out. Little did we know that's kind of where they were going. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's a fake. And uh, so before he incites Ragnarok itself, uh, Dude, he totally swiped the cube, and he's gonna give There's it. And he's gonna give it to Thanos. Good. Yeah, well, he may give it to Thanos at first, but he's not gonna. That's my problem. Is he's not gonna stay. He may do villainous things, but he's not going to stay a villain. Which, in definition, doesn't make him in my book a villain. So it's, like, then, it's like it's like when when um, I used to do uh, weekly top fives on my Facebook page. Okay, and you know, each day would be a different entry. And one of the top fives I did was top five greatest science fiction villains. And Darth Vader was my number five. And you would have thought I'd just like trash Star Wars back to the Stone Age. People were like, how is he not number one? Yada, yada. I'm like, he turns back to being good. Villain is villain till the end. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so that was Loki. Hella. Uh they changed Hela a lot from the comics. Yeah. Not necessarily in appearance. No, but appearance her, is spot on. Her, yeah, her appearance is off the page, which I love when they do... When they announce that a character like that is going to be in a film, your immediate thought is like, I wonder how they're going to undo her headdress. No, they, 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 they steered into it and it was awesome. right into it. It was fantastic. This this director um, actually embraces the headgear of all these characters, and I'm, I'm very okay with that. Yeah. Thor gets a helmet finally. Thor Loki rocks the helmet. Yep. It's dope. Um, Kate Blanchett's performance is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this is I, I read somewhere that she ultimately did the movie for her kids. Mm. And I like when I, I like reading that when a star decides to do that, especially with the Marvel films, because then they just want to go have fun. Well, and this it's was definitely the movie to reflected do that in. in the performance. Um, Hella has changed considerably from the comics because, if I remember correctly, in the comics, Hella is Loki's daughter. Mm. She's still the goddess of death and reigns over the underworld, but in this film, she's Odin's daughter. She's the long lost sister. She's the firstborn of Odin, who Odin banishes because she got too greedy for power. Yep. And she wielded Mjolnir before Thor did. Yeah. And she destroys Mjolnir. And to many surprise, including mine, Mjolnir does not... Mjolnir stays destroyed. It's gone. It does not come back at all in the film. No. Now, I'm sure since at the end of the film we have Thor is now He's king, king of Asgard, yep. or what's left of it. Um, so it's entirely possible that since he has the powers of the Allfather, he can simply reforge the hammer. If he wanted to, maybe. Yeah, yeah probably. If he can find the Uru metal. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was great. Um, Jeff Goldblum. Oh, my God. Folks, if you go <laughs> see this film for only one reason, go see it for the 15 minutes of screen time that Jeff Goldblum has. Because you know what? You will have paid a fair price. He's magical. He he's magical. He's just fantastic. He's just kind of he's being Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's not like he's he's not acting. So yeah, he's not really acting. He's just kind of being himself. But it's still great. 
Um, it's, it's funny. Like you see interviews with this guy and then you see him in his films and he's totally like different. Well, they shows you his chops as an actor. Um, just, and all the stuff we've been getting from him in promotion of this is just amazing. I think Marvel just said like, dude, just, just go nuts. We don't care. We need need Jeff Copeland. Just, just go be weird. This is for all intents and purposes, a throwaway part. Um, but not anymore. Yeah, because he basically stole every scene he was in. Shoot so it if, if like you, Thanksgiving dinner. If you didn't know uh, who the Grandmaster was before, you know now. Yep, and you you probably want more of him. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up again down the road because I think Marvel he, has already said there will be a Grandmaster collector. Oh, connection. Okay. They're brothers. That's fun. Um, so we know what the Hulk's butt looks like. We do know what the Hulk's butt looks like, and Thor knows more than that. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about the Hulk. Let's talk about the Hulk. So obviously, we all know the Hulk is in this. Yeah. Um, trailers today give away way too much. They did not give away how awesome that fight was. No, the fight was fantastic. The Thor Hulk fight in the in the arena. They kind of make fun of Avengers 2 a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit. And Thor becomes Raiden for a moment. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Um, I like they, re- they really steer into Thor's lightning powers in this movie a yeah. lot, actually. Uh, but the, the fight in the arena is just incredible, pun intended. Super, It's super fun. And Hulk gets some character work in here. Yeah, Hulk is talking yeah. in this. Um. And we get okay. You can you can nitpick Hulk's presence in this film. Uh, okay, Hulk's presence in this film. Why? Because Banner Hulk has to stay angry to stay Hulk. Ah, okay. Yes, he's not angry anymore. He reverts back to Banner. Yes, and as have we, this film takes place two years after Age of Ultron. Right, Avengers: Age of Ultron, and apparently. Hulk has been Hulk for that two years. He has not reverted to Banner at all. Right. We get a Hulk childlike explanation of how he ended up on that planet. Right. Which, you know, in the grand scheme of things, is it, it doesn't not, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We get a basic explanation, and the explanation works. Um, but. Hulk's character develops in this film. The nitpicks aside, he's a great addition to it. I think it's you get insight into Hulk's actual character. Like yeah. Hulk doesn't he knows he's seen as, you know, a he doesn't beast. want to go back to Earth. No. He's like, I've got it too good here. Yeah. He's he's happy there yeah. to a degree. And uh and he's and he doesn't want his friend to leave. So when Thor is talking about leaving, Hulk doesn't want him to leave. Yeah. It's good stuff, man. I, I that it's, it was some fun, some fun work being done here with with Hulk. Do you think Hulk and Valkyrie were um, no doing the the gamma dance, so to speak? No, under the sheets. I think they're just friends. Okay, I don't think Hulk gets down like that. Okay, he's well, a little too. He, sh- did, he didn't um, in the, the comic. I Planet know. Hulk comic. Yes. He had a wife and everything. Hulk had a wife. Yes, not, I know. Not bad. This Hulk's a little too childish, I think, for that. Okay, he's very yeah. childlike. Yeah. And then he, at some point, he does revert to Banner. Banner. Yep. And we get some great 
performance by Mark Ruffalo. Yep, super fun. Um, it's it's kind of a buddy cop road <laughs> pick from from that point out. Yep. Um, Valkyrie's great. Valkyrie's awesome. I love Valkyrie. Yeah, definitely want to see more of her. Worthy addition to the franchise and a worthy addition to Marvel's characters, actually. Uh, she has her yeah. own motivations, and she was once, you know, one of the Valkyries yeah. of Asgard, and she left because the royal family was terrible. Yeah, not the uh, the character Valkyrie from the comic. She was just a Valkyrie. They clarified that she's not the Valkyrie that you see in the comics. They actually oh. said that... The Valkyrie that ta- in the flashback scene where all the Valkyries are fighting Hela, the Valkyrie that takes the blade in the back for her. That was Valkyrie? That was the Valkyrie oh, from the so comics. she's dead? Yeah, she's dead. Oh, all right. She's dead. Sorry. Um, so there's that. Valkyrie's great. Uh, the Sakaar is it's about 40 minutes of the movie that takes place. That's... All done well and whatnot. Um, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. That was a fun sequence. That, that was a really fun little cameo. How do you feel about the yellow gloves? I like the yellow gloves. Here's why I like them. Because they look kind of dumb, but Marvel doesn't care, and they're sticking to it. Okay. All right. That's they, about they, the- they are accurate to the comic. They are you know? a comic accurate, but it's like they don't... I they don't it, it they don't, makes it makes the costume look a little spirit Halloween story. They don't match his outfit necessarily, but I like the fact that they're just they're roll they're just you know, they're rolling with it. Yeah, I kind of respect that. <laughs> Did you also notice that like unlike previous stingers from the end of Marvel films, mm-hmm. post credit scenes and mid credit scenes and whatnot that are filmed specifically for that purpose. The Doctor Strange mid-credit scene with Thor was pulled right from Ragnarok. Mm. It was it was the same scene. Was it? Yeah. Like if you go back and watch the the mid-credit scene, yeah, where Strange is talking with Thor about finding his father. Okay. It's, it's same scene. All right. So I don't know, I guess Falcon like Marvel's kind of being lazy. I, I get well, uh, there's a, there's a whole baggage of stuff I'm going to unpack at the end of this, and that's part of it. But I don't, uh, I don't know if they're being lazy. I think they they know what the next big the next big thing is going to be, and it's Infinity War, and I think they want to keep that kind of close to the chest for right now. I can understand that. And um, what they do set up in the credit scenes does get us there to a degree. Eh, wasn't that 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 big eh. ship? That big ship? Uh, that's. Yeah, um, I know what it is, but it's just like the for a while now, the mid credit and post credit scenes have not generated the excitement that they did in the early days. Well, they can't of the Marvel they, Cinematic Universe. They can't forever. No, they can't. I think I'm just saying I, they're not as as eagerly anticipated. Well, th- there's, only, there's not much left to show you, really. Like it's not so they much were exciting. Need. They were exciting before because they we had never seen this stuff before, and every one that they did was a teaser for what's coming next. Yeah, and, they're and, not, and it was showing us stuff that we never thought we'd see. So, like you know, Thor's hammer at the end of uh, was it Cap that had it was Thor- Iron Man two, Iron Man two, Thor's hammer. Yeah, what I, we all lost our mind. Yeah, uh, then you know uh, Thanos. And the Infinity Gauntlet, and 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 uh, just 
stuff stuff like that like stuff we never thought we were going to get now we all know where this is all going to culminate we all know all that so what's what's left to really shock me with at this point Uh, i I could see that but still i would like see more kind of handoffs to the next film okay aside from what they've kind of been leaning more into is like quick little comedy bits that's okay <laughs> this but this one i wouldn't say this one had a comedy bit i mean no gold, it, well, it was just gold bloom a little bit yeah but uh no that this one kind of set up i mean yeah, i'm not gonna knock the gold bloom one because no gold i thought but i thought the one with thor and his guardians was fine because basically they're off to earth to, to try and you know set up a new asgard you ain't gonna get there you're not yeah. getting there well, we'll see uh-huh um what else Cover, cover did we cover know, quite Thor, a bit. Loki, Hulk. Stan, Stan's a barber this time. Strange. Stan gets to cut Thor's hair. Yeah, Stanley is, <laughs> is cuts Thor hair. Thor begs him not to. Yep. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, again, it lacked lacked the heart that some of the previous Marvel films have had. It definitely did. Um, um but but at the same time, I still it's it's hard i like i said i feel like there's a missed opportunity with with thor as a as a as a character and as a franchise yeah it could have been more and like asgard is kind of destroyed and um and, and they play it for laughs like korg remember korg's like we can yeah. rebuild this, this place will be a new place <laughs> oh yeah nope, probably not so now <laughs> sutter sutter yeah, yeah. voice clancy, clancy brown clancy brown speaking of hang on speaking of of unseen unexpectedness we get cameos from uh, Sam Neill, <laughs> Thor's brother, uh, uh, Chris Hemsworth's brother, and the, the least Matt, known Matt Damon the, shows the up. The least known Helmsworth, Luke Helmsworth. Um, Matt yeah. Damon showed that up. That was that was hysterical, and that was like, I guess that was the day Anthony Hopkins actually did show up. Not that so was, much for his death scene. That was fantastic. Um, that uh, it's just that was that was a good scene. That was, that was very really fun. That was great stuff. Um, but yeah, my 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 point though uh, earlier, like they really do go out. Of, it does it it does seem like the Marvel couldn't wait to just blow up Ragnarok, kill off the Warriors three. Where was Sif? By the way, we don't know. She was shooting her other show, television shares. Well, well, I mean that's fine because like the Warriors three were killed off so quickly and unceremoniously. Yeah, like, Ho- Hogarth was that his name. Oh, the Asian one? Yes. He he lasted the longest. He got a little bit of screen time. The other two were taken Theirs out just, immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of a they were t- They You know what they were? They were Ironhide in the Transformers movie. Yeah. I mean, like, Hella shows up, they're dead. Like, yeah. That's it. They weren't even Ironhide, because Ironhide was in it for, like, good, like, 10 minutes or so. They were they were, they were were Prowl and Brawl. Yeah. I, Brawl. It's like Marvel just couldn't wait to just get this all out of the way. Yeah. And that's kind of a shame because you know I think there's there was there's a lot yeah. of potential there that they just we're not going to see now. But that you know that's okay. Again, yeah. it was a fun ride, and uh, you know uh, 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 executioner he- Heimdall makes it. Oh, Scourge, Scourge, Scourge makes it. Yeah, he, he was kind of cool. Carl Urban, the not the uh, the M16s. He got a little arc there too. Got, Redemption yeah, he got arc, a little bit of arc, and got him from a place called Texas. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That was great. Which that's... apparently they can fire a lot of bullets too without reloading. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Um. Yeah, Heimdall gets a little more. I think that was because Idris Elba said, "You gotta give me more." Yeah, 
Good. Um, Give him more. He's great. He's, you know, basically just a glorified doorman. Yes. In these films. Not, not anymore. Now he's got a little more. Yeah. Um, more to do. Yeah. Overall, man, it, it was, it's a fun It's a lot movie. of fun. We enjoyed it. It was fun. It's just not, it just, it just lacks the lacks seriousness the heart. and heart that you might, yeah. you might want. But then again, if you're, if you know this going in and you just want to enjoy the ride, you will enjoy the ride. Yeah. It's a fun ride. Yes. So, yeah, I believe, and I think you've mentioned this a couple episodes ago, I believe I'm approaching a crisis of content. Go on. You've heard people say a crisis of conscience. I'm having a crisis of content. Okay. There's just freaking too much out there. There is. Right now. Yes, there is. Because like... All right, there was this. Yeah. You mentioned Stranger Things. Yeah. And with Stranger Things, you kind of got to try and get through it so nothing gets spoiled for you. Yep, I'm treading lightly. Um, the We're in like fall and television series, so I got four DC shows that all started up at the same time that are mm. great that I love, but it's just like... You're intimidated by all this, aren't you? Two, it's not that I'm intimidated by it. It's just like... Stuff I love is starting to feel like a chore. Even I, even to a point going to this film was like, you know, okay, gotta do it for the show. I mean, I wanna see it. And this was the film of this phase I was most excited about. Okay. And it just didn't like yes, we said it was fun and, and ultimately I do like it, but it wasn't the movie I was hoping it was gonna be. Um and I think I started to feel this a little bit with Doctor Strange, and I'm feeling it a little more now. The Marvel fatigue is starting to catch up to me. Mm. This was our third Marvel movie this year. Okay. We had Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming, and then this. Don't get me wrong. Like them all. Yeah. But as we've said for different things on the show. Less is more. I can't miss you if you don't go away. Yeah. Well, next year, all you got to worry about is Black Panther and Infinity War, I think, right? Ant-Man and Wasp. Oh, well. That, They're doing three a year now. That's their new... Well, that's not going to last forever either. You know that. I hope, I hope, after Infinity War, and I know this isn't going to happen, <laughs> that they put it to bed for like five years. No. It won't happen because there's money happen. to be made much, and they're in yeah. business to make money. Too much on the table, man. Same reason you're going to get a Star Wars movie every year until you die. But that's just one. And I'm okay with that because I passionately love that world. Yeah. And those characters. I'm not saying I don't passionately love these characters, but they're this world is much bigger. And the characters I've grown up with like, are predominantly Spider-Man, like... Thor, Cap, Iron Man, things like that. I read on and off their comics growing up. There was never like huge connection, not until the films. Now it's just too much. It's well, like you can jump off the train anytime. And, and with with Star Wars, it's like okay, you get one air quote saga film, and then you get one like offshoot film. So it's still even kind of divided up like that, but it's just. It's not just Marvel. It's just everything. There's just too much out there. And don't get me wrong. It's great that there's like so much 
good quality out there, but I can't, I can't remember the last film I went to that wasn't Marvel, Star Wars, or DC. Yeah, there is that to to contend with. Go to a a fun film and like, I can foresee a Marvel film coming out in the future that I don't make a point to see opening weekend, if at all, in theater. Mm, I'll always be there, Um, but I know where you're coming from. It does. It's feeling, it's starting, it's, we're taking, you know what it is, where it's almost like we've had it so good for so long, we're starting to kind of get, we're taking it for granted a little bit. It's like by when it. you discover Chinese buffets when you're a kid. <laughs> you're telling me all I got to do is pay this one price and I get all I can eat? Yeah. And then at the end, when you've gorged yourself at the trough of General So, you feel sick. You just feel nasty. You don't feel right. I'm kind of getting to the point where, you know, I've had my third plate and the belt's kind of feeling a little tight. I'm good for now, but I I, I do feel, I, I understand where you're coming from. I totally, and we'll see. Hopefully, uh, you know, there will be a logical conclusion to all this and we'll, you know, we can, we can, we can jump off for a little while, but take a, take a break, take a breather. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Take a take a breather. Focus on. I'm I'm fine with you know the obviously with what this show is about. I'm fine with the Netflix stuff. I'm not feeling overwhelmed by that. Okay. Um. And it's but yeah, it's the the films. A lot of like all the great content that's on television and streaming services right now is kind of where you're getting your most quality programming. Just it's feeling like a ton. It's feeling like a lot. We'll we'll get through. Don't worry. We'll get through together. All right. Okay. All right. I'm just I'm kicking just and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Thank you very much for joining us for another great episode. By all means, let us know what you thought of Thor. Did you guys like it? Did you not like it? What did or did you not like about it? Um, do you think we're having too much content? Do you do you think it'd be a good idea if Disney bought 21st Century Fox? Um, send us some thoughts, some questions, and you can reach us at the following locations. You can find us on Twitter at Devils Do Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devils Do Pod. You can email us at the Devils Do Pod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the Devils Do Podcast.com. Drew, any closing thoughts? Uh, no, sir. I'm, I'm good. Um, I will be away for a while, so uh, y'all have fun without me. Uh, episodes will still be going up that we banked, so yep. don't worry about that. Uh, maybe not both weeks I'm gone, but one for sure. Yeah. We might have one um, week. So, yeah. Uh, I will be having a good time, hopefully, and hopefully so will you. Alrighty. See ya. Court's adjourned.